Welcome back to Day Car Pod. I'm Jenna, and I am honestly, y'all, death couldn't keep me from this day. It is the finale day of the queer ultimatum, and truly, death tried to came for me because I have COVID, and that is why I sound the way I do. But I have been resting my ass off all week, resting, which is really hard for my Virgo ass to do. Um, but I knew I had to because. Today was going to happen and we were going to get the finale, we're going to get the reunion, and then I'm going to get to record a recap podcast with one of the, let's be fucking honest, breakout stars of the ultimatum queer love. Please welcome to the podcast, my new bestie, Natasha, (laughs) (laughs) Natasha Sebastiani. Hello. You got it. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) I got so excited. We got the giggles. We got the giggles. <laughs> oh, it is. We're going to get through. We're going to get through this because this is such a delight to see you, but you're also sick. So I'm very sick. <laughs> I'm on vacation, as everyone knows. And I woke up yesterday with um, like a sore throat and just not feeling too good. And right now I'm just fighting, fighting off my cold with some black label (laughs) on the rocks as I usually do but um yeah hoping we both recover very fast (laughs) yes indeed well thank you so much for jumping on and doing this this is your first podcast ever congrats (laughs) thank you thank you first podcast ever and I'm super excited you're super sweet so thank you for having me (laughs) oh thank you well yeah like I mean listen did you expect this? Like you, your videos are so sweet. How you're just like, I am waking up to like thousands and thousands and thousands of messages of love, support, cheering on from your like mm, uh, five minutes on screen, maybe. <laughs> but like, it was such an impactful five minutes that like all of us were just like, holy fuck, who is this? I was literally doing like live reactions. And I was, like, talking about the previous scene that happened on the show. And then all of a sudden, I, like, looked back at my laptop and I was like, hello, who's this? (laughs) What's going on? Hold on. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I did not, like, I didn't expect this at all. I thought that, I I think I posted this yesterday, like, I thought that maybe 20 followers or 20 people would reach out, you know, max. Um, I was saying that, like, on a good day before, I had, like, 8 to 10 likes on my pictures (laughs) This has been absolutely insane um, in the best way. Like, I thought that when when the response started trickling in, that it would be like negative for some reason, just because you always think, you know, I I watch a lot of these shows, a lot of reality TV, and Mm -hmm. some of these people just get hammered. Like, Mm -hmm. people are just people suck. Let's be real. Right. Mm -hmm. Like people say mean things and they don't even know somebody. So that's what I thought was coming my way. I don't know why. Um, but it was the complete opposite. Like just, it's still, it's nonstop. Like it's just, people are just messaging and obviously with my, my grandmother in the mix, people are just in awe of her and they just keep wanting to like see more of her. She's really the break, breakthrough star, (laughs) not me. She's, she's the one that's, um, that's a real star here. No, but I didn't expect this. I'm super, super in shock. I think I'm in shock still. That's why I got sick. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Your body was like, oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what's happening? Oh, so true. Yeah, we'll get into some of the discourse around like how people treat people online and queer shows and everything because I'm just so excited to talk about so many 
talk to somebody who's also a fan of reality television and how excited it is to like have a queer representation in this version. So we'll get into that for a second, but I want to get to know you a little bit and our listeners get to know you. Like, um, tell us who you are. I did see online, of course, that you are an Aries sun, Gemini moon. Uh, I didn't get your rising. I don't even know it, to be honest with you. I don't even know it. I don't even know it. I love astrology, but like when, you know, I'm in Aries, I have like the ram tattooed on me here. Um, but I don't even know what that means. Like I've gone to a bunch of astrologists and I love hearing it, but I can't. You tell me what I am. <laughs> well, it says that you're intelligent, witty, communicative. Nice. You're rational in everything that you do and you're capable of handling multiple <laughs> things at once. There you go. Well, I am a multitasker. No, but um, I'm from Venezuela. I grew up there, uh, born and raised until I was seven. My mom was actually an actress in Venezuela, like oh, big wow. time. Yeah. So she that. she did a bunch of uh, soap operas and movies. So I grew up, my brother and I have one brother, older, and we grew up kind of behind the scenes every day after school. Um, we'd be behind the cameras. They all knew us. And we, we basically, that was our lifestyle every day. Um, so oh. when I did the show, I went and I kind of just got these, you know how you get these flashbacks from being a kid that are so yeah. warm and so nice and it, it was refreshing. It was like, it brought me back home, you know, and that was really cool about that. Um, but when I was seven and 95, uh, my mom decided to move to Philadelphia. You know, she wanted more opportunities for us. The country mm -hmm. was kind of forecasted to go to shit like it is now um mm. so she she was one of the first ones to make the move to the states and super grateful for that none yeah. of us knew english so we learned english um you know i was young so maybe like six eight months i learned it my mom it took her a little little longer she was 36 when she came but a uh, single mother with two two uh pieces of luggage and to philadelphia <laughs> and and that's how we got started like every every other immigrant um beautiful yeah so that that's where I'm from and I was raised right outside of the Philly area and um at 18 I joined the Air Force and I mm -hmm. I, I kind of just have always felt lost like I wanted to find myself and I didn't know what I I never I don't think an 18 year old knows what they want to do mm -hmm. no but they think they do yeah right <laughs> so um I tried the whole community college gig and it wasn't for me I'm not yeah. a, like I'm I don't, I'm not a scholar like I don't like I like learning, but in my own way. I don't like to yeah, sit and listen same. to someone. Um, so I joined the Air Force and I went uh, went off and did 11 and a half years and traveled all over and met some incredible people I call family now. And then in D.C., I decided to get out, pursue school. And that's where I fell in love with, with the D.C. area and the people. And that's where mm -hmm. I live now. So I love that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. D.C. fans, you're probably very excited for all the... <laughs> fun future pride events and i know you're going to new york for pride oh it's so good what a beautiful story um i realize also i guess before we get too far into it uh what are your pronouns so she her mm -hmm, wonderful and how do you um and it's like so awkward or whatever but like how do you identify like what's your sexuality <laughs> i'm sexual <laughs> ah, stop! <laughs> uh, very sexual aries over here <laughs> gay lesbian queer or all of them gay i go i just say gay you know i haven't gay. this might be unpopular opinion but no i don't know i don't uh, the word lesbian is is kind of like hard for me um mm -hmm. and I, i'm not sure why 
but I use the word gay more and I feel more comfortable saying like gay or queer. Um, and that's just how I identify. Thank you. Um, so how do you, okay. And then we'll, we'll get into the show and everything, but briefly you've known Tiff for about nine years, I believe. That's what I think. You know, yeah. you know what I really think? I think we were drunk one day in DC and we ran into each other and like hit it off as friends. And that's, I have one memory from them and I can't remember if it's like 10 years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago. I can't remember. I think it's mm, nine that's or a 10. Long time, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Tiff used to have long hair. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. And I remember I used to play pool. I used to be like this, like wannabe pool shark because I loved pool. Um, so I used to go to all the gay bars with pool tables and I remember seeing them when I walked in at one bar, it was like a lot of pop-up parties, you know, gay parties around the city with promoters. And I remember seeing them and they had like a, a headband, kind of like what I wear. And then a big, a high ponytail. Yeah. And at first I was like, yo, who is that? Like, because you know, who's new to your city, like who you haven't seen before. I think we were like 20, I don't even know how old I am. I'm so old, but we were in our, you know, early 20s, and I think that's where I met her at that, or I, I apologize, them at that um, at that pop-up party, and we hit it off. Like, we've been friends um, ever since, and just like a super kind human being, you know what I mean? So that's where I think we met. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, that's literally, like, let me ask you, like, your memories from a gay bar nine, ten years oh. ago. This is so fucking funny. <laughs> I lived and breathed gay bars, well, lesbian bars, because uh, phase one was the oldest lesbian bar in the country in D.C., and that's where I basically met all my friends. You know, I was like dropped off there by the Air Force, and I didn't really know anybody. So that's what I Googled. Where do I meet lesbians? And I went to phase one, and that's where I met most of my, some of my friends now. Mm -hmm. So that's so beautiful. I love that. So, um, you know, you got on the show to come and be like Tiff's confidant in this moment meeting you know tiff's like trial wife at the time and then eventually having another meetup with mildred and i think what was really like palpable for everyone watching and why everyone's just like so enamored with with your time on screen is that you were so like honest with your friend but not mean but you were just like compassionate because obviously like Tiff and and Mildred were having communication problems and it yeah. is very evident. And it and the Tiff, I really like Tiff as far as like I've watched them on this journey. Like I, there was times where I was cringe, like, oh mm-hmm. man, could you like this is really uncomfortable to watch. But then I was like, you could always see their heart. And you could yeah. always see that they are really like a tender, tender soul. And I want to, I'm rooting for them to like get through this like stage in their life. And you're, you know, the way that you were able to just be like, maybe you're holding on to this because this, you're just not ready to let go yet, but this is not like going well for you. It was just, I don't know. Can you speak to your time? Like, was it, did it just feel so, how did it feel meeting Sam and then doing all of this? Like, what did you see? You know, you know, honestly what it felt like, and I'm going to try to put this in the best way possible for people to understand is during that time of filming this was almost two years ago you know Mm. and and during that time I myself had had just gotten out of a relationship where I can Mm. wholeheartedly say it was the most toxic relationship of my life Mm. um both from both parts I became the worst worst Mm. uh how do you say the worst 
self version of, yours. Yeah. Version of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I get stuck with Spanish in my head, so I apologize. But uh, sometimes I get, um, you know, I became the worst version of myself. And I was dealing with someone that I feel uh, became the worst version of themselves at, at times. And it was just very unhealthy. I managed uh, to get myself out of that situation and that I was engaged out of that relationship. Of course, there were fantastic times. And I think you hold on to those great times and the good in the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and after getting out of that, shortly I went to film. And I felt, honestly, like I was talking to myself a year earlier. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I felt yeah. like seeing Tiff. You know, during this experience and sitting, especially when I was with them in Mildred, but with Sam, she was so sweet and she was so everything that embodies a healthy human being. Like, I feel like she was so healthy. She was like so sweet. She her energy was just so bright. Um, But I could sense that there was something that she felt kind of like she was holding back. And I felt like it was the intimacy. Right. Like I. Mm Something that people don't realize is that scene was filmed for eight hours. I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting in that chair. I don't even think I went to the bathroom. Like it was eight hours long, the first scene. The second scene was about five, six hours. But that's, yeah, that's what people don't understand is like, you know, and I was only in two scenes. These people were filming, I don't even know, maybe 10,000 hours total. Yeah. And they're uh, condensing this into into an yeah. eight, eight episode show. But that's how I felt. I felt like I was talking to myself. I could see Tiff struggling. I could see their, like, I don't know, their heart is pure. Like, I've known that because I don't have somebody close to me whose heart isn't a good Mm -hmm. heart, good, kind Mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. But they were struggling. Like, and I felt like, why are you here if you don't give yourself completely to the experience? You know, I can't imagine signing up to lay in a bed with somebody every day and at least not trying to cuddle for an example and Mm -hmm. you know I wasn't trying to force anything I was just trying to push them in a great way like that I would I would reciprocate if somebody told me for them to see hey like it's not wrong if you try because Mm -hmm. that's what you're here for and Sam I could tell Sam Sam wanted it (laughs) Like, like she didn't say I felt it, you know, I was there eight hours. So that's that's kind of where I was at in my, my headspace, was just trying to push my friend outside of their comfort zone a little bit, um, but not too much, right? I was just, right. and again, it's eight hours. Like, mm-hmm. they feed you alcohol in these shows. Like, people have no idea. Um, and you guys were eating, like, a freaking, like, sushi plate. Like, there was literally yeah. <laughs> edamame. I was like, okay, edamame. I would be passed out at the table. No, it's so funny. I, I mean, I have to say, like, I screamed my literal ass off when you were like, when Tiff's like, well, why would I hold her hand if it's not sexual? And you're like, it doesn't need to be sexual. (laughs) Well, and I think they know, I mean, I I don't don't want to say I think, like, they know that it doesn't have to be sexual. Like, it's obvious because, but it's, um... You know, it so came funny. off like, come on, just do it. Like, just <laughs> just hold her hand. Because poor Sam was like, I felt like she's like, why doesn't she want it? You know, sometimes yeah. rejection sucks. Rejection is mm-hmm. hard. Rejection is, you know, I've been rejected before and I know the feeling. And I think everybody in this world has been rejected at one point or another. And it's like when you say, you know, I felt like when I said, like, can you hold her hand? Sam was kind of like in her head, like, why yeah. don't they want to hold my hand? Yeah. And I was just trying to kind of like 
make them meet at, yeah. at a point where it would be consensual and, and yeah. I don't know, groundbreaking, if you will. But <laughs> I had to end up holding her hand, so... You were so, that was what's so funny because it really was like, I think, I, I know I felt it. I was like, yeah, like, I, someone needs to fucking hold Sam's hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> the the feeling of, like, needing to do it. So when you, like, went and did it, it was just like, so, uh, I was like, thank you. Thank you, Natasha. <laughs> um, so good. Yeah, let's get into, I guess, the finale and the, re- the reunion a little bit because, wow, we, mm-hmm, y'all, mm-hmm. I mean, truly... I wanted it to keep going forever and ever, but also I just, like, need to, like, process it forever. I mean, y'all are getting our reactions basically fresh out of it. We just watched it, and I am still just like, oh, my God. It was crazy. It's crazy. Like, where do we even, where do we even start? (laughs) So what I will plan to do right now, I think, is I'm going to go ahead and kind of give each uh, couple's um, choice day. Mm-hmm. breakdown and then we can kind of talk about our feelings with each one um sure. and then we'll get into the reunion of it so where we left off was that mal was proposing to yoli mm-hmm. and we didn't know what was going to happen come back today she says yes with right. the saddest yes i have ever seen i know it wasn't like uh how they're saying it a hell yeah right like yeah. i felt like the whole time there was a struggle there but I can't imagine being in that position right? and coming in with somebody that you love, that you've been with for so many years that you have a history with, and then possibly falling in love with somebody else. Like, you know how we are. Like, you get you get two queers together, you're going to fall in love and you haul it in a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the name of the game. So, like, I feel like they... I feel like Yoli and Xander had a sincere, you could tell that they had a connection. It was, it was incredible. I mean, it was, it captivated me. I was like, they, these people love each other, like, Mm -hmm. or are deeply infatuated with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt that struggle from Yoli, you know, and the way they edit it, it's like, it is what it is, but Mm -hmm. you could tell that she, she, you could tell she wanted to go with Xander, but maybe her history with Mel, like made her, rationalize and say like no this this is actually a good human being that I want to build a future with and deserves me saying yes you know I think I knew right off the bat like when I saw that I was like they're they're broken up by now like 100% it was just you know transparent but no you're so well said it's like she wanted to respect that Relationship. relationship yeah and the the loyalty that she felt mm-hmm. and the love that she did have so it's like it was just such a heartbreaking thing because you're like yeah at the same time we feel like she would have wanted to say yes to xander um yeah it's, it was hard to watch but i do um, have to give her respect for at least like seeing it through you know because sometimes mm-hmm. you can be like foggy about you know your feelings especially if there's somebody else in the mix but seeing it through i think mm-hmm. does everybody a service you know, mm-hmm. your partner, the new person, yourself, I think. Mm-hmm. I do have to give her respect for seeing it through, but mm, I would have done it differently. <laughs> <laughs> I would have left single and then tried to figure it out. Not said yes to a proposal. <laughs> so true. Then we hard cut from Sad Town to uh, Tiff and Mildred on the edge of a fucking cliff, which I was like, <sighs> this isn't, I don't, I don't, none of this seems okay. <laughs> I'm a little worried, but, um, you know, my, my feelings on them, 
throughout the entire show is that they should not be together. I mm-hmm. liked, I can see the humanity in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, know that it was just like, I just felt like it was just not a good relationship together, like at all. Like they, it was not going, it's not going to go well. And it would break my heart seeing them try so hard to get to a place of mm-hmm. understanding and just like build off of this compatibility that they had, you know, previously that they keep saying that they have, but it was just like so painful. But, you know, Tiff says that they learned all these different things and that they don't want to do any of this without Mildred and that they love them. And then they propose. And I will say, like, as I was watching, I was like, I am happy to see a beautiful queer proposal on my screen because we don't ever get this. <laughs> Exactly. I teared up because I was like, this is really beautiful. And I'm hoping the best for them. As we see, that is not what happened. Right. Um, your thoughts? I mean... I mean, I feel like right back where... What I was saying before, right? I could see myself in Tiff's position so I could relate. I also proposed. I also broke off an engagement um, months later. And I feel like at the moment of proposal... You you convince yourself mm-hmm. that things are going to be different. You convince yourself that all the good in the person is why you want to be with them mm-hmm. and that you're seeing past. Right. It's a beautiful thing when people say, like, I know you at your worst and I still love you. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a, a line between someone's worst and someone being abusive to you and somebody mistreating you and maybe someone's worst is not something that you should be accepting yeah i when you were talking about like what the feelings you have when you're in the situations of getting engaged and married is so true i'm a divorcee and i was in an abusive relationship um and i said yes you know and it was you know not the right choice for me I, i never regret any of it though because it really made me who i am today um all of that but you it just like doesn't you can't just like fix fix it with a ring and a and a thing and a dress and the whole thing and i i too am happy for anyone i mean that's what's like really fucked about it because i am like such a pessimist i actually i have like this joke where like love is a lie like sold to us by the disney corporation to make money and destroy lives because i don't i just like i have such a pessimistic like i have a long history of abuse and things like that and so i am pretty like shut down emotionally (laughs) um one day I'll find my, yeah, one day I'll find my queen. But um, I, it's funny that I watch these shows because, like, the entire time I'm rooting for all of them to break, es- break up, essentially, half the time. Because I'm just like, <laughs> none of this is good. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's like, it's not fucked up. I just think it's what we're used to now. Right. It's so rare to find, you know, like, take, for example, my grandmother, like, at, at her time and, you know, my grandfather, they were together for 50-some years. And, you know, that generation is completely different. But... It's so rare to find that, that love that, you know, but then it is fucked because you think about it and you're like, in those times, everybody cheated anyway. Exactly. Everybody did everything anyway. Natasha, exactly. Just behind closed doors, right? <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I'm like you, like I'm very much, you know, I grew up around failed marriages Same. and yeah. I myself have the, the failed marriages and it's something that like, you know, I'm getting all these DMs like, are you single? Are you looking for a partner? What's your ideal partner? What's your whatever? And I'm like, honestly, like, I just, I don't even think about that. Yeah. Like, I live my life day to day to day to day trying to, like, wake up a better version of myself and yeah. go to bed a better version of myself and live that day to the fullest. 
because I don't trust. I think everyone, I think people suck and I love dogs. Like dogs are my favorite. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. That's where I'm at. Uh, exactly. And you know what? And that's it. And you have to just live your day the best you can because one day if somebody is going to like come into our orbit and be the person who is worthy of all of us, then uh-huh. we want to be at our, like, we're just living our life authentically and working on ourselves and not desperate yeah. to just find this, like, thing, you know? I agree. I'm into that. So we'll get into all the drama when we go to the reunion. But next up is Ozzy and Sam. And they, yeah. oh, my goodness, I was, like, on pins and needles. What is going to happen? Last we saw them, it was still not in a good situation. Ozzy <laughs> had, you know, had a pretty big trauma meltdown and our all of our hearts broke i mean i got so many dms people being like i cried i had to stop watching Mm -hmm. the show it was very painful our hearts to ozzy and to sam but you know the show just was like listen bitch let's go to the proposals (laughs) yeah (laughs) ozzy you know does a really cute speech sam and just keeps speech and then ozzy does a little like fake out gives sam a rock and symbolizes binding their their mate which triggered to the mate talk because <laughs> that had become <laughs> kind of a thing uh before my roommate is from australia and she was like when ozzy started using mate as like a derogatory word she was really triggered because that's like kind of a toxic thing that happens yeah. in, in australia yeah, yeah, yeah but then in the end ozzy's like wait you have to let me speak and then they get on their knees and they propose to sam right. and sam accepts right i mean i think you know, rooting for them and their relationship. Yeah. Um, I I think from what I saw on TV, uh, Ozzy has a lot of trauma that, you know, I have no idea. I may be wrong. I may be right. But it seems like there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. Mm-hmm. Just like we all need it, right? Yeah, like everybody needs, needs to do their own work. But I thought Sam was going to say no. And I actually wanted Sam to say no mm-hmm. from what I saw on the screen. Um, I thought that, you know, that just just Sam being like, you know, Ozzy needs to like go meditate to have a conversation like she, you know, needs to go to a room and like whatever and decompress and come back. Like that's that's not a dynamic that I think is healthy, that I think works. I understand needing your space, but every single time yeah. is that's a problem. Right. So but they said, you know, yes. And I hope the best for them. I don't really have. Much to say about them. And I love penguins, so. Yeah, we love that. I like the speech. (laughs) So then hard cut to Vanessa and Xander. (laughs) Oh, Lord. There's not enough whiskey in this world for that conversation. (laughs) Natasha's like, poor, 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 poor. (laughs) Um, They come into it. um, You know, I wasn't sure. At this point, I was like, okay, all three couples have just gotten engaged. Are they going to about to fucking have the rest of these couples get engaged? I cannot um yeah and because i was like i don't think they are going to get engaged but it started to look that way like xander was using their speech to really just be like oh i love you all these different things and then was like but what if that was kind of beautiful was whether you believe in their relationship as as a you know you're rooting for them or not xander was like i dreamed about this moment but i dreamed that we were both be like in a better space for it and mm-hmm. we're not and i really respected xander in that because Regardless yeah. if actually Xander really would, like, deeply loves Vanessa, they were acknowledging that they still had their heart in another relationship. And you can't, like, propose like that. I'm a big proponent of polyamory, and I think you can be married and be in another relationship. You, you can get engaged when you're in the middle of mm-hmm. this 
level of whatever is happening. Right. And I agree with that. I think, you know, I have to give Xander respect. And I didn't think that Xander was going to uh, propose because the connection was so real. Right. Like you can't you can't deny the connection that they had on camera. Yeah. And you can say editing, editing, editing. But at the end of the day, it was both of them looking at each other mm-hmm. with that level of intensity that some people crave. That's you don't even need to, to hold feel. hands, you know, without one. 100%. Like... <laughs> yeah, you go straight. <laughs> no, but like, I think that much respect for Xander realizing that and not proposing and being more level-headed. Yeah. And I think back to your polyamory topic, like, you know, there are a lot of people that are against polyamory and a lot of people that think like, how is that possible? How can you be with more than one person? And it's just what I said back to my grandmother's generation. It's okay when it's not talked about, but when it's talked about, you have a fucking problem with it. So, you know, I love, I love the times that we're living right now because people are talking about it and being transparent and that's be straight up say how you feel and do it like and be happy with it like it's not you're not you know there are millions of people that that probably probably cheat on their spouses and do everything behind closed doors and lie but oh they're married with a picket white fence and they're happy like no that's not how things are supposed to be you know so I wish more people were like you and transparent with with that because that's how I think human beings are well, <laughs> supposed yeah. to be. I mean, it's like you really can't, literally the billions and billions of people on this planet and you're going to tell me that literally everyone is, everyone feels the same about monogamy? No. And then I remember hearing this on a podcast a million years ago, but it was, it was like very succinctly said of like, you only hear about the times that polyamory ruined a marriage. You never hear about the times where it saved a marriage because so often we oh, do yeah. keep it um, private because of public stigmas um and that stigma is going away faster and faster but it still is a case and a lot of people will keep that shit private and that's like fine but yeah you never hear about the times that it saves a marriage and saves a relationship Mm -hmm. or saves a person's just like own sanity and self yeah so agreed i agree but um vanessa took it well considering (laughs) and (laughs) i mean how gay was it to see these two women kiss after breaking up I know, I know. I thought just that whole triangle, I was like, if there were a throuple, I think they'd thrive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they should all just date together. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, Vanessa, I think she handled it, like, really, really, really well. I don't know if it was the editing, if she actually did break down or not, but I think that a woman's intuition is real. Um, and I think that Vanessa felt that, like, I think she was like, Xander's in love with somebody else. Like, and I don't think, I think she trusted the fact that Xander was smart enough to like see that through and, and that's what happened. Yeah. So, um, we get Ray and Lexi, they, uh, show up to their proposal, both carrying purses for some reason. I'm like, I'll never know why. Um, and it's going to keep me up at night. (laughs) That's the first time I saw... Oh, I'm going to call. So that's the first time on reality television or in my reality as a human being <laughs> that I saw two people go to a marriage proposal with purses. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I thought maybe the ring would be in there. Maybe it was. But, but like, I don't know. I have questions. <laughs> right? <laughs> It was the most shocking thing. It took me completely out of the Or maybe they were both on their periods and they needed it for emergency like bathroom breaks. I don't know. Oh my 
god, iconic. I was but like, that was weird. I, I do, that's a great point because I saw it and I was like, wait. And then I was waiting for Lexi, like, when she sat down to take off the purse. Yeah. But it never came off. And I was like, wait, like, what's up? Like, what's happening in there? If anything, I feel like it's like the classic thing of it shows how, how it is to be a woman in society. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. I used to do stand-up comedy and I would bring my purse from the table on stage. You don't leave your purse fucking anywhere. And these no. two bitches are like, I'm going to bring my purse with me because I don't trust anyone. And I don't They're like, no matter them. what, my purse is loyal to me, bitch. I'm taking my purse with me. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, oh, so shit. whatever. They no, get but... engaged. <laughs> we knew that was gonna happen. Like right. no surprise there. And I like, you know, TV crush Lexi for sure. Okay, I was gonna ask it your type, okay. <laughs> no, not even my I don't have a type whatsoever. Um, but she just she handled herself. I I I am very attracted to somebody that handles themselves well and especially in difficult situations um, and how they speak and carry themselves. That is something that I that I I'm attracted to, like naturally. So I think that she's somebody that, you know, not perfect, you know, at times was not handling her words perfectly, but we're human. Um, But she yeah, she was she was like my I keep getting uh, asked who I would pick. And I think I would pick her besides I mean, her and Vanessa's dad are like my they're tied. But if I had to pick somebody from the cast, I'd pick Lexi. Vanessa's dad. You and I are the same person. I love this so much. Okay. (laughs) They both propose to each other like they Lexi gets down as well and proposes it's it's sweet double double femme proposal you have to love okay so um hard cut to straight joanna introducing us back to the reality everyone is hating on poor joanna i want to like buy her flowers i feel so bad for joanna oh my gosh i ended the season loving her actually i loved her the whole time don't get me wrong i loved her the whole time i had i had to give my girl shit for being a straight but um that's like her and you know and some of my best friends are straight and so like i respect her choice you know straight until they're not (laughs) (laughs) um so i respect her choice her lifestyle choice i know you know how it is but i i mean it's just like why did the show blah 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 right whatever but she did great as far as like the comparison to like lachey's like night and day there were obviously a lot of like literally endless uh, celesbians that could have been chosen for this role, um, mm-hmm. and I hope that they do change it up. I guess in that regard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kudos to her. Like, I don't have anything against her. I think it's fine. But she's fine, and she did great. But I, I would have appreciated somebody in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel like if that was a, a show with gay men, they would have had somebody from the community so like i feel like it was a, a disservice i think to us and they could anybody anybody that in the community there are thousands of people um and a, lots of well-known names that could have done and could have asked those questions and could have you know i'm a huge bachelor fan so i watch that show all the time and you know they sit down one-on-one with with uh the bachelor or the bachelorette and they, it, it, you get to know the cast a bit more. I feel like what we saw were just like scenes in the weeks that they were filming, but we didn't actually hear them out. Like we didn't actually get to know anything about them from the host perspective. And, yeah. you know, with the reunion, I just, I honestly did not like the, the whole Tiff and Mildred situation. Mm-hmm. Like right there, that should have been stopped. That should have been handled. And Tiff should have 
should have been given the opportunity to at least have a minute to say whatever she wanted to say. Yeah. They. I apologize. It's so hard for me because Tiff moved to San Diego and I haven't seen them in so long yeah. and like I'm not around them all the time, so the pronouns are hard for me, but I'm trying. I apologize. And and, and the show, frankly, didn't help because the no, show No, they didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. And so like I'm, you know, I appreciate you doing your best and like I think that's what any of us can do and I mess up myself on things, but it's like the show really like this is like th- why it matters, you know, like right. The show could have done a lot better. Like I respect them for trying and for for giving us something this season yeah. with with you know fabulous people. But I feel like do your research a little more. Yeah. You have your Netflix. Come on, like get the fuck out of here. Like Literally. do better. Do better. You know. And if it was another community, if it was any other community, this would have happened. Perfectly said. No, and you're right. And like when. That guy started getting heated. The host needs to calm that shit down and exactly take a pause and do this. And it was not. It was like, but usually I always see it. I always see it kind of um, guided, directed, right? Um, I just feel like you you can't just let two people that are disagreeing with something go back and forth for for minutes. Tiff had to leave. Yeah. Like, because they couldn't handle being there. And I, I would have done the same thing, right? Yeah. Because if I'm not getting, you can't, like, keep raising your voice to try to win an argument. You need a third party. That's why people go to counseling. Mm-hmm. For somebody to say, hey, okay, Mildred, you had your time to say how you feel. Let's give Tiff their time to say how they feel. Yeah, And that's where viewers get to know both sides. Because I think it portrayed Tiff in a negative way. You know, people ended up probably being like, oh, my gosh, Tiff did this and that and believing these things that at the end of the day, we don't know if they're true or false. Right. But like you believe what you see, what you're hearing and seeing. And the show did Tiff a disservice. And I commend Sam for following them out and talking to them and being like, you're over this. Like, you don't have to go like go. Yeah. Right. Like mental health first, 100 percent. And I feel like the show didn't look out for them. So, no. They really didn't. Ugh. That's such a, a shame. And it was very much like, yeah. oh, hey, Sam, thanks for coming back out. How how was that? How were they? It's like, yep. you didn't. Like, not even the host. Like, get up. Yeah. Like, what and are you go doing? check on, on Tiff. You <laughs> yeah. know, nobody. And, and, you know, editing is editing. We we have no idea what happened. We have no idea how long that, that sure. was taped for. We have right. no idea anything. But when they chose, when whoever sat at a computer and chose to edit that reunion the way that they did, they in that moment chose to make Tiff look like a bad person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, and that's how I feel. And I feel like that was a decision made, made and approved by Netflix. Mm. When when you have, you have Mildred being like, I was just, like, just dumbfounded by it, personally. I was, like, taking the edit in both ways, just like, whoa, 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 whoa. But I saw what I always saw, which was Tiff not really getting a chance to speak, like, in their relationship and trying to combat, you know, accusations being thrown. And then Mildred's like, and then the police were, I mean, content warning to listeners, you know, there was, like, a domestic violence um, incident that happened where in which Mildred was arrested um, for throwing things and, and, and like you said, we'll never know any of the things that really went on with any of it, but like, that's a really intense situation to just have it casually brought up on television with no resource number, hotline number, no attempt to like 
do any kind of accountability or talk about like Mildred like that's pretty fucked up like yeah and I agree I agree I I expected more you know and and yeah even there's so many people that are in toxic relationships that have to do with verbal and physical abuse and the show did not handle it well like I expected more I want to see them do better and yeah even a number or even have it be a freaking line you know at the end of the at the credits with like you know or or speak to it the the host should speak to that or something and and you know these are allegations that are are serious right like they're not just they play with your life and and your name and and everything that you are as a person and you know if if she did throw things at tiff and they become abusive like that's just like get the fuck off the stage you don't even you don't even deserve anyone's time yeah you know if you're gonna be abusive like that so Mm. i don't know i just uh I wasn't a fan. I thought it was it was messy. It was a disaster for them. It was TV, but to so many people that have lived that, it wasn't. You know, it was, it was their reality, and wow. they could have handled it better. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Oh, well, they are no longer together, and uh, Tiff left. Yay! Let's drink to that. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Lexi and Ray were still engaged, and they moved to California. They were. Uh, Lexi's mother is planning the wedding. They seem all good and dandy. I will say about the reunion, none of it, other than like a few of the couples, they barely got into like the actual meat of their drama. They just kind of like were like whatever, and they're like, "Oh, that's yeah. so great that you guys are happy." Listen, let's talk about finger gate. <laughs> I, like, I know, no, I know. I was like, "Oh my god, what? Like, what are you saying? Like, this is what I'm talking about." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> A gay, a gay host would have, like, literally been like, let's talk about how you guys are a toxic relationship who blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so hard oh, no. cut to the very end. We get a credit scene. Lexi and Ray are broken up. <laughs> All of this is a fucking waste. <laughs> the whole thing is a waste. The whole thing was, like, a waste of my goddamn time. So let's get to Fingergate, oh, because that is the joy of my life. Fingergate was the reason for living the last couple weeks. I loved that Vanessa was just like, yeah, listen, I told you guys on the show. I told you now. It was not a big deal. We weren't in love. We were just hanging out. Like, and we fucking fingered. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) And also, like, I mean, she was the big person to be like, it shouldn't have happened. Like, it didn't need to happen. But it was, like, so casual. And I, and poor Joanna's just like, eh. Yeah, like, she feels so awkward. I mean, let me ask you this. Do you think in the last season of The Ultimatum that would have been a question? Never. No. Like, come on. Come on. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's like, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> we don't have to talk about fingering one another. Like, come on. Like, keep it moving. Like, th- there were no real questions. You know what I mean? Like, they were all just kind of like, like, I felt like there were, I felt like uh, Capitol Hill was like <laughs> writing, writing the scripts to the, the show. Like, what do you do better? Do better, Netflix ultimatum. But I mean, I will say it's like funny, like Lexi kind of in our last episode, we talked a lot about how like fingering is sex. Like it is important in the queer community. And it's like the way that like Lexi was like to remind us of that. I did appreciate in one way. She's just like, to me, it's important because queer people have to sex in all sorts of different ways. And I was like, wow, this is our little like, now, you know, moment, you know, for the fucking straights. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I I feel like we all, you know, everyone perceives 
sex in the queer community as something different. Yeah. Or it could be something different. So it, it you know, it was kind of like, oh, like that's that's my world that she's speaking. You know, that was pretty cool to see on TV. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like it could be to one person and not the other. And that's where I feel like, you know, she was trying her best to like talk about it. Like, hey, I need to know exactly what happened. I'm the same way. I would need to know details. Yeah. Like I want to know everything, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I can relate. Other messy breakup uh, is the one between Mal, Bialy, <laughs> and Xander. And yeah, that little threesome, that little thruple. So we find out pretty quickly. Uh, Joanna's like, so Mal, how's the status of y'all's relationship? And Mal's like, we are happily broken up, which is iconic. Mm-hmm. And we find that they broke up pretty quickly after they immediately get into bickering about the timeline and blah, 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 blah. We were on this trip. You left. You didn't whatever. And it, and what I thought was really fascinating and I loved Mal for it was that Mal was the entire time on the previous like episodes was like, I really respect that y'all is being honest with me. I never not, I never didn't know that where she was at. Right. She was being honest mm-hmm. with me. Come to find out. Not really. She wasn't. <laughs> And Mal was like immediately calling that out, which was such good TV. But also, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Yoli, like, come on, girl. She's a fellow Venezuelan, and I was like disappointed. I was like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't feel like she was straight up. I mean, editing again. I don't know. From what I'm seeing on the screen, I felt like it wasn't straight up. I felt like, you know, when she got with Mel, it would be like saying the things that she wanted to hear, and then with Xander say the things that Xander wanted to hear and like there wasn't a backbone you know what I mean anywhere and and that's how I felt I felt like yeah like just be straight like don't say I want to explore things with Xander that's what I'm gonna do I'm not gonna say yes to a proposal and it was always like the I don't know I don't know I don't know and it's fine if you don't know leave single Mm -hmm. you know there is a choice Mm -hmm. to go explore whatever you need to Mm mm-hmm but it was messy and, and it was called out and who knows at the end of the day, I, I would not trust her at all. Well, and then like Vanessa goes in and is like, oh yeah, but like, are we not going to talk about the fact that you and Xander did? Planning a trip to, or going, oh yeah, that you did when they were listening to music yeah. and all that. And then you guys, and then you guys did end up seeing each other again. You went to Coachella, which if you're a batch head, you know, stagecoach uh, mm-hmm. is messy mm-hmm. for the bachelor mm-hmm. people. So it's like, this is the, yep. the version for them. And and then also was planning on having Yoli go to Hawaii. And yeah. I did think it was funny. I mean, Yoli's just like, Vanessa, shut the fuck up. You're always trying to, like, get in our business. But it's like, well. <laughs> but at the same time, I stand Vanessa for it because it's like, you were DMing. You were planning these things. There was times where you kind of need to be called out. Yeah. So. And you do. And I think, like, and that's why I don't understand Yoli. Like, and I don't. I don't even care to, like, to be honest with you. I feel like, just be straight up. Like, yeah, we were talking. We did go to coach. We did do this, like, but it was always kind of like, I don't know, Xander, I don't remember. Yeah. Like, it Literally was kind of like, lie. If you lie, I lie. Exactly. Like, if you lie, I lie. You know, like, and I don't, I don't, that's bullshitting. Like, I don't appreciate that. And, um, again, I wouldn't trust her. Like, with that connection that they had, you cannot tell me that they were just listening to music. Like, get the fuck out. I was not born yesterday. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> no. It, and it looked so awkward. And who knows? My notes were literally just like, what is happening like today? Because like, I don't know. Like, that was just like, 
something is are still they happening. together are they like, like do no. we know they, i mean they let it be like it wasn't but like i i don't I need to get online, of course, and find out everything, guys. Yeah. We'll do another... I'm going to do another follow-up episode next week, probably kind of catching up on where all the couples really are today, <laughs> or where the people are in general. <laughs> I will say, before we move on to Ozzy and Sam, at one point, my favorite thing was that Yali said, I ended up being like a walking ad for polyamory. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for managing it. A lot of people thought that, which is not wrong, yeah. you know, but... Yeah. Um... So then we have Ozzy and Sam. You know, my notes say here, I really wish we could have gotten more from Ozzy. Like, would have had more time to talk with them about what's going on. However, with the caveat, if they chose that they didn't want to have a discussion about what's going on, then I very much respect it. But I felt like that whole entire segment was really watered down, considering what we saw and what poor Ozzy was put through and Sam in the process of them figuring out but basically things right. are good they are engaged they are living together the Ozzy still has not at time of filming in January had not told their family about their identity or the engagement Ooh. Oof, yikes. What, do you, what do you think about that it's painful it's so painful because I I, I want to hold space for why they haven't done so many of these things because they are still in a state or they seemingly were in a state of trauma but like you said it's two years ago i don't know you know and then i wait but then i'm like wait two years ago they still haven't in two years you still haven't (sighs) i mean i don't i don't even know what to say like it's you know every family is different and i just feel like if you're not able to verbalize and accept who you're with why you know and why and and be able to stand up for that then you shouldn't be with anybody yeah period until you're really able to you know i have met some people in my life and it's unfortunate where it's like religion and all these things that they can't come out and they you know and i can't relate because i have such a welcoming uh mother that understood from the from the get but you try to understand but when is that line when you're with somebody like that that you're like who am i like you're i'm not a friend you got to come out and say that we're together, especially being engaged. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I can't comprehend. Yeah. No, it's ultimately. It's but like, I hope they figure it out. Yeah. It's ultimately not like a, it's like not a negative to Ozzy. It's just that, yeah, you really need to be on your own and figuring it out. You can't bring other people right. into that. And Sam mentioned that she had a partner previously that also was closeted. And it's like, it's so painful for the other person too. So it's just. Um, I am, there are a couple that I'm going to really be like looking up afterwards and wanting to see how it all goes out, sending my heart to both of them. Cause it's just like not yeah. hard at all. And, and like you said, I can't imagine the hate that all of these individuals are getting for one being gay on TV and two airing out all of their trauma for us to, yeah. you know, eat popcorn watching and the amount of like harassment these people are probably getting makes me ill. And I just, yeah, I, it makes me so sad. I agree. I agree. Goodness. Let's see here. I think actually I wrote some things, things I wanted the reunion and we pretty much talked about them better pronoun use, a deeper discussion about polyamory and a holding space for Ozzy's journey. But again, if they didn't want that to yeah. be out there, then I respect that. So that is kind of, that is kind of it y'all. Like what a 
I think what I said earlier, like I wanted this to keep going on because I feel like so much of it's unfinished still. Right. Right. At the same time, a lot of people. Oh, I guess we should say Xander and Vanessa had a kind of beautiful moment on stage of being like, we still love each other as friends and we hope to still build a friendship together. I'll be interested to see Xander's been kind of rude online about Vanessa. Not rude, but that's their right. Right. But they have been kind of not pro Vanessa online. So I will be curious to see if that really is. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not a ton. What are they saying? Just like some TikTok audios that are like, this is what you get when you fuck around, you know? Mm. Yeah. At the end of the day, we don't know. Yeah. We're never going to know everyone's uh, relationships. We just know what we see on a eight episode, nine episode TV show. So true. (laughs) But you're a Vanessa dad fan. How are your thoughts on Vanessa? Uh, gosh. So I, you know, in the beginning, I I was not a fan of Vanessa, but I feel like the show portrayed her to be a certain way. And I feel like what I, what I can say hands down that I do not like about Vanessa is I do not like the scene when they were at the um, table table and she kept saying, fuck off. Right. Right. To Xander. I think like that speaks volumes on the type of person that you are. We do not know if she was actually saying that to Xander, but Xander addressed it. Somebody else addressed it at the table. Um, And if that is true, like she lost my respect because I feel like, how dare you speak to somebody like that when ever. Right. But I think that other than that, she did show growth um, in like emotional capacity and being able to, it's not easy to hear somebody that, doesn't want to be with you that doesn't want to you know I think she she handled it very well like she came in being given the ultimatum and she roles were flipped like Xander now it it was like the other way around and she had to wait to see what Xander wanted and I think if that's all true like what we saw on TV that's her biggest life lesson is that things can change and give it your all with somebody you're with and you never know what connection they can have with somebody else like that you know yeah good lesson yep Yes, lesson, but, but I think she she grew. She grew. I agree. I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a fan. She has her flaws and she fucked up a lot of times, but we all have our flaws. Yeah, I feel like she was one of the more like she just like was herself through and through. I felt like I knew who I was looking yeah. at the entire time, which is something that I am drawn to. So yeah, same. Well, thank you for the, all those thoughts. Let's do a couple like fun questions at the end, and then we'll head out because I really appreciate you taking your time to do this with me while you're sick and we're getting through this. No problem. No problem. But yeah, I think you already said um, who you would do your trial marriage with, which was be Lexi. Well, Vanessa's dead and then Lexi. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'd be polyamorous with both of them. Um, you know? Thank you. Can I join with a little, little plot? <laughs> sure. Why not? Thank you. Um, how do you think Tiff would have done in trial marriage with like other people? other ones on the you know who do you think they would have been best with oh gosh let me think definitely not Ozzy (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I feel like such a I feel a bro moment but I think Mel yeah Um, that's where my head was kind of going to yeah I think both of them uh would have been I think they're both like very similar but very different in like different parts of life if that makes sense um so I think I think the those two would have been a good match mm-hmm. to learn from one another a bunch. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess this is like a little of a, <laughs> I, you've, you've talked about it a lot already, <laughs> but like, do you think overall Tiff and Mildred were 
um, how they were shown on TV. Is that kind of who you know them to be? IRL? Like, what do you think the edit overall is? <sighs> I know. Um, you can plead the fifth a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's a loaded question. Obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for people when they're not here, but like, well, it's like I've been doing that all along. <laughs> um, I feel like they, they're two people that had intensity and had fire yeah, um, well and said. really wanted to make it work. Yeah. But I do believe there's uh, one, a partial culture shock that is happening, preventing them from figuring it out. Mm. And two, I just think that they don't understand one another mm-hmm. and they haven't like figured out themselves enough to make it work. And I don't think that they're two people that are compatible. Yeah. Well said. That's I really, I think all anyone can say fire, but not yeah. compatible. <laughs> and have you met the rest of the cast over time? I only met Yoli briefly. Um, like I said, like the first scene, I was there for eight hours. Yeah. They were all hanging out downstairs. And when I came out, I thought I would have food and I didn't even eat breakfast. And it was like 5 p.m. and I was yeah. loaded on vodka. <laughs> so when I came down, I, I barely... I honestly like just met Yoli briefly. They were all outside, and um, and that's it. I didn't really meet anybody. Oh, no. dang. Who do you who you, would you want to meet? Like, you want to hang out with maybe Mal or? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I am gonna be in uh, in New York Pride at the end of this month, yeah. and June twenty fifth, and I know Mal is gonna be in New York as well. So maybe you know, maybe we'll get a drink. Maybe I'll hit them up and be like, "Yo, let's get a drink." They that seem would be cool. pretty good. That'd be good. <laughs> but whoever, yeah, yeah, like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say no to anybody to just like catch up, have a drink. Everyone deserves, you know, a little time to get to know know each other. So so true. Would you go on the ultimatum or Love Is Blind? I guess Love Is Blind would probably be more for you because you are single at the moment. But would you ever go on a show like this or The Bachelor? Yeah. Well, I am seeing somebody. Okay. Um, great. <laughs> I am seeing somebody, but I'm, you know, like we've talked all along, right? I'm not, uh, I don't even think I can never be with one person the rest of my life. So it's a, it's a difficult subject for me. That's why I don't really address it that often. The ultimatum, I 99.9% would not go on <laughs> because I would go ape shit if uh, the finger gate came out. <laughs> you know yourself all you're like, I cannot, that's, you do not want to be filming me. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Um, I'm open to it. I'm open to other shows, but I, I feel like I'm 35. I'm picky. Um, I know what I don't want and I couldn't just do any show. It's true. So no love at first sight for you. Oh God. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I could do that show. But listen, everyone, she didn't say no. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't say no. We'll get her on TV. How would you have uh, done with Tiff in a trial marriage yourself? Do you? <laughs> oh my gosh! No, that's <laughs> that's weird. That's my friend. That's my friend. I mean, I think like if we were in a trial marriage, we would just end up ad- adopting like thirty dogs and just like beautiful hanging out with our dogs all day. <laughs> oh, I love that. Honestly, it's actually they're awesome. Have you guys considered it? I think it'd be great. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Oh my god. No, I see Tiff as like a, a very, very close friend. No homo. Super attractive, <laughs> but no homo. Stop. 
Oh my god, I love you so much. You're the best. <laughs> well, that's that's all of my fucking fifty questions. So sorry to like barrage you, but I'm like I have to get everything out of you. No, you're good. Such a delight, and so we've had a good time. Yeah, did you have fun? Look at you. You I just did fun. it. In your first podcast. My first podcast. No, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's easy, and it is. You know what? It is therapeutic. Hey, that's what I said. I was like, it, trust me, at the end of this, you're going to feel like got all yeah. of your thoughts and feelings out. Because that's what I, I do, because I, you know, recap The Bachelor, and that show is so wild to watch, and I love it, and I hate it. And after I go through two hours of that, I have to get this off of my chest. Like, I can't just walk around the rest I didn't know of the you week. did that. I got to go back and listen to oh. it. Like, I'm a huge Bachelor fan. Yes. But you know what? They, they're slacking. They're slacking. They're slacking. Well, I would love it if you would come on and recap a Bachelor episode with me. We're coming up to the Bachelor season with Charity um, next this later this month. So if you will Hell yeah. interested in doing that, I'd love to have you back on again. 100%. I'm here. Just reach out. I will. Yeah. Again, thank you so much. You are the best. Is there anything you want the listeners to know, like where they should follow you, what you're you're like doing any like new passions or projects you're excited about or some like words of wisdom (laughs) words of wisdom no I feel like um for myself so I'll be in New York Pride June 25th um at uh in Manhattan I posted that on my TikTok and my Instagram Instagram handle is Sebastiani13 and TikTok and Sebast13 um I'm I'm trying to post more often now Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm just like flooded and I want to I want to say thank you to everybody and just like I appreciate everybody being so kind um I just think like I didn't expect this this kind of response and I really appreciate it um and I also want the listeners to know that I throw Latinx events in DC and I have for the past like five years maybe longer six years um I took a break to you know take care of grandma and do all these things uh, work related that that didn't give me the the availability or the freedom to to do that but it's at taste takeover so i am in the works of trying to hop around the united states and do some pop-up events so follow that handle and maybe chicago and san diego pride so more to come i love that oh that's so great i'm glad you mentioned that so i'll have all of those handles in our uh, episode notes and in our instagram stories And make sure everyone's following Natasha and checking out all of her amazing things. And yeah, everybody, thank you so much for being here. If you made it through these recap episodes of The Ultimatum Queer Love, my heart is forever yours. You are my best friend. We made it. We did this. It was a beautiful, wild, confusing, stressful, dramatic journey through one of our first ever like big network all queer reality dating shows and I have chills like it's just been so beautiful and I'm really hopeful for the future that other networks and other shows will start embracing queer identities love stories lives and we need it now more than ever with all of the laws and the hate for happening in our world so I really just appreciate you coming along whether you're straight or gay or anything in between, you're the best. Make sure you are following us at Date Card Pod on any of the socials that you can find us at. Subscribe to us on all podcast platforms and share along with your friends. I'll be back to recap The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and The Golden Senior Bachelor show and any other future gay shows in between. 
Y'all the best. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you. Thank Bye, you, everybody. everybody. Team Tiff. Woo! <laughs> Had to get it in. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at MichaelaJane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.